Hello, and welcome to By Association, a new podcast from the Illinois Soybean Association. I'm Rachel Peabody. And I'm Betsy Osmond. And today we're talking with the ISA agronomy team. This powerhouse all-female team is stacked with experiences contoured over acres, laboratories, classrooms, and boardrooms. Most days, you'll find them studying soil in Illinois fields, meeting with farmers over conservation best practices, and challenging our thinking about all things good, green, and growth insured. Welcome Abigail Peterson, Megan Miller, and Jennifer Jones. All right, and I will just toss this up to all three of you, whomever wants to answer first, go for it. Describe what you do in one sentence. As far as what the agronomy team does, in one sentence, we support all infield agronomic needs for farmers in the state of Illinois. And Abigail, Megan, Jennifer, you know, what were kind of the individual pathways you took? How did you guys get involved in agronomy? And I mean, did you grow up on farms? Did, did you stumble into it in college? I'm curious how you guys all got onto that agronomy career track. Well, I happened into an agronomy in kind of a different way. I did not grow up on a farm. I studied fungal ecology in undergrad um, and was very disappointed to find out I probably wasn't going to find a job frolicking through the woods and identifying mushrooms all day. And so wanted to apply my interest in fungi to something. Um, you can kind of either do that to plants or people. And I didn't have the stomach for people. So I went to grad school to become a plant pathologist. And that's how I ended up working in a small grains agronomy lab in North Carolina, and that's what brought me back to the Midwest. Uh, my career within agronomy or how I got started, you know, when I was younger, I had a lot of science teachers that were very involved in earth science and the outdoors and prairie system. So I was always interested in science as from a young age. You know, my, my family farms in Bureau County, so I was always surrounded by the farm in general, mostly playing around the farm, getting to be the one to crawl in the corn crib or jump in a tractor and ride along and, and do all the fun stuff. As I've gotten older, now learning the book work and all the ins and outs of the farm, I miss being able to just <laughs> run around in a car havoc but essentially from um, a young age just always being interested in the outdoors and then when I went to Iowa State I didn't really know what was available in the world of agronomy there's so many different directions you can go in you can go completely towards the tech side and and be really involved in the mechanics and the engineering and then there's the whole you know, there's chemical and there's just so many areas of agronomy I really loved when I started at Iowa State just in agriculture and agronomy as a major it opened the door to learning about soil science and cropping systems and the general agronomy major there really took light of from everything from your, you know, genetics and chemistry to where I was taking forage classes and I was taking classes really dedicated towards soil science, which that geared a lot more of my interest. And then a lot of my internships with the USDA uh, National Laboratory for Ag and the Environment. And then with the ag industry, uh, with Pioneer when I was in Iowa, really shone light onto what I could do within industry or what I could do within research. And so it's always just been a fun journey learning all the different avenues you can take in agriculture, but always having kind of that family farm at the core of it and knowing, you know, what my dad and uncle were doing on the farm and, and supporting what they do and wanting to be involved more than just running around and having fun and really providing something useful for them was always my goal. And so that's what I kind of did throughout my career. But 
yeah, there's just so much to do. And I'm glad it's led me to this point. And for me, I also grew up on my family's farm um, in Egger County. And so I grew up in 4-H and similar to Abigail, I just love spending time outdoors, um, just being on the farm, but also going to state parks and national parks and hiking and just seeing different landscapes. But when I went to University of Illinois, I chose to study natural resources and environmental sciences and actually got a minor in crop and soil management. And so when I was at U of I, I got the opportunity to work in a water quality lab that was actually looking at how we can improve water quality coming off of agricultural landscapes. And that just hooked me right back into agriculture because I just love the tie in there of how as agriculture, we can work to more sustainably produce our crops. And so after that experience working in a lab, I chose to go on to grad school and got my master's in agronomy at Purdue University, where I was studying cover crops and how they influence different soil health factors. And so from uh, there, once I finished at Purdue, I came back and worked for Illinois Extension for about three and a half years working on um, water quality issues around the Illinois Nutrient Loss Reduction Strategy and how we can just incorporate more of those conservation practices onto the landscape here in Illinois to reduce the loss of nitrogen and phosphorus. And then I got the chance to come on here at ISA and kind of continue doing similar work with the agronomy team here. I have to ask a question really quickly, just because I'm dying to know. So the three of you have received this like really cool opportunity. You're basically building an agronomy team for Illinois 43,000 soybean farmers, just the way you think it needs to be done. And you're bringing all of your unique experiences and perspectives to do it. And you are just kind of really looking at it from this humongous opportunity standpoint to just build something that you think Illinois soybean farmers need. And it's been fun in my role to kind of sit on the sidelines and watch you guys dream this up and do it. Talk to me a little bit about that process of just having this opportunity ahead of you and just how you're kind of defining that and making it your own. Yes, definitely. This is something I don't think I ever dreamed of, of what I could do in my career. Um, and then let alone work with uh, Megan and Jennifer on this team who have filled in the space. It's it's been so much fun getting to work with them because they've really allowed this agronomy team to cover every aspect within agriculture that I think it needs to in the agronomy space for soybean farmers. You know, having the diverse background that we do with farm management to actually working in watershed management. I mean, I worked in soybean production, everything from that seed bean from the breeder uh, to the pro box. And so getting all of those experiences and then coming to ISA and really understanding like, wow, we can really just work for the farmers and be able to ask them questions and get them on the forefront front of the research in the state. And it's been a complete honor. I remember when Jennifer first started and we were talking about a lot of the projects that we wanted to work on. It's like we both just like stared at the scope of what we could do. And we just felt very like just honored to be able to have this job and to, to ultimately just use everything to the best of the ability to provide the answers that the farmers need. And I think at the core of a lot of what we do, it is working in a management system. So we get to focus on like the core of what Illinois comes from is the soil and keeping our soil productive and keeping the farms productive. And, and that includes everything from corn, wheat, and soybeans. And so being able to just work with this team, going from everything from the soil to that aggregate all the way to that lease and the landlord is 
it's a, it's keeps our job. We never really know what we're doing every day <laughs> because it pops up. I mean, it changes so much carbon space to the, to, you know, working with international relations on the ISA team. It's, it's been exciting. And so building this team to making sure that we address the needs of the farmer has been great. And we all come from different backgrounds. So we all have different connections and networks, which I think has really helped us to tie into the experts that we really need working on things and being able to elevate their research and their expertise to be able to really provide the best information for farmers. So that's everything from extension to the universities, to our crop advisors, to the CCAs, to the retailers, and then the farmers, of course, the, the farmers. I think that's one of the things within our job is we get to work on projects and, and be in meetings, but then be in the field the next hour and be with that farmer and, and be digging in the soil. So that's what I think our team really has this great opportunity to keep building on, to keep the momentum going. So I love soybeans. Soybeans are not that hard to grow. <laughs> they can grow in concrete. Um, and so it's really the fun of the challenge. It's the thrill of trying to get the best ROI, the best yielding soybean and keeping everything profitable, everything working, keeping the soil protected, keeping our water quality at the highest level. It's just, it's always a challenge and it makes it fun. Abigail and Megan and Jennifer, I feel like your team has influenced the ISA organization from top to bottom and encouraged us all to think more about conservation and sustainability and how we're contributing. Tell me a little bit about, for each of you, who the influencers are in your lives, either within the ag industry or outside of the ag industry, personally, professionally, just who's inspired you and, and brought you to where you are today? So I would say uh, the biggest inspiration that got me just kind of into science and into the environment is my aunt, actually. She is an environmental science teacher in New Hampshire. And whenever she would come to visit, that was always our special time was like going out into the woods and learning to ID plants. And, you know, I learned about climate change from her at a very young age. And so I, I don't know that I would be here without that influence and without, um, you know, her, her showing me how big the world is and just what an ecosystem is and how connected everything you do outside is to the whole rest of the outside, really. And so I would say that's probably been my biggest driver to get me where I am today. Uh, for me, I would say growing up, it was my um, parents and siblings just getting to, you know, grow up on a family farm and seeing my parents drive and dedication to the farm and just the energy that it takes and the thought that goes into um, farming just and getting as you know kids to grow up and see that they were just such huge influences of um, what hard work looks like and passion and um, just love for nature and soil and crops and uh, so that was really big influence growing up um, I would say going into adulthood my my mentor during grad school was Eileen Kladivko she was my uh, major professor who guided me through my master degree and she is a trailblazer for females in agriculture she was actually the first female professor in the Purdue agronomy department and so she was just a really Really powerful influence of what it can look like to be a female in ag and just to be able to design research and talk with farmers and know what they need and what they're desiring from a research standpoint, but also just being able to communicate findings to them really well. So 
yeah, Eileen was a really big influence for me to continue um, moving forward in the agriculture space. Yeah, I definitely, when my love and passion for math and science really came from my grandpa, Cade, um, he worked as an engineer, went to Iowa State. I wanted to follow in his footsteps and be just like him. He always, you know, as just a, a woman in a STEM-related um, field, it he never brought in, I couldn't do whatever I wanted to do. And that's really kept me going on this path for my whole career. And from there, you know, my watching my dad and uncle farm, you know, they put so much of their life into farming. And I've always seen such their hard work and passion. They both had full-time off-farm jobs. And so seeing them work late nights, weekends, dedicated um, so much of their lives to farming, I really wanted to get involved, but we're pretty small and there wasn't really a place for me on the farm. So I took that opportunity to do things off of the farm and go work in Iowa, work in the industry, work with other farmers and learn from their operations. And from that, I've got, I've had so many great experiences with the farmers just across Iowa, Missouri, and Illinois, where they've really inspired me to learn new things and to keep that curiosity and to keep, you know, thinking of new ideas and um, being active in the farm as much as I can, but in different ways. And so that's always motivated me to, to really, you know, come back to my dad on the farm now and to, to help keep the farm continuing on in our family. Another inspiration, I've, I've worked with uh, Jim Eiserman when I was with the National Corn Growers Association Soil Health Partnership, and he really helped me take my career from a traditional corn soybean agronomist, kind of doing everything by the book. You know, I, I was recently graduated from Iowa State. I worked in production, so I was very traditional. This is how we get the best beans, doing this one practice over and over again. He really took it to the next level and, and really opened my eyes to all the different system approaches with nutrient applications to cover crops and no-till and livestock. And he's uh, a mentor now for me. And um, yeah, so there's just been so many influences throughout the, my career. And it's definitely been the people who have just been let me be learn learn from them and um you know they let me make mistakes and learn from them and yeah they've always been supporters and um it's been fun I'd like for one of you to answer what did you think you maybe knew about the checkoff before you came to ISA versus maybe what's surprised you most about the checkoff you know now that you live and breathe that farmer service kind of model day after day I guess what surprised me the most when I was in North Carolina, a lot of my research was funded by the small grain growers checkoff down there. Um, and so I kind of knew about it from the being funded side, but hopping into the soybean checkoff, especially the Illinois soybean checkoff um, with the amount of beans we grow in this state, I was really just impressed and surprised by the amount of topics um, this organization covers. I have learned so much about soybean marketing and market development and just international markets and, and uses for crops, um, where I, I had my whole career been focused on growing that crop really well and getting it out of the ground. And so it's been really cool to see um, really what happens kind of on the market development side and even on the government relations side and just seeing all the ways a commodity kind of infiltrates a, a global market. I would like, each of you are working on at any on any given day, each of you are working on a number of different projects. I'd like for each of you to describe one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about. I would say 
that we're working on so many things, like you said, but one thing that I'm really excited about is the advanced soil health training for crop advisors that we're um, going to be kicking off in August in central Illinois. And this will be a partnership with the Illinois Sustainable Ag Partnership that ISA is a member of with several other organizations around the state. Um, and we'll be partnering to offer this to crop advisors to help them just advance their knowledge about soil health systems and how they can manage them and how they can advise growers to manage conservation practices in the best way possible to still maximize um, soybean and corn production, but to do it in a sustainable way. So I think um, it's going to be really hands-on out in the field, also in the classroom, just engaging with experts from around the state and the region and just getting to form a network and a cohort of crop advisors throughout central Illinois who are interested in soil health and really engaging on that topic and also just elevating their own knowledge base to help growers. And so I'm really excited. I get to work uh, with Jim Meiserman, who is the soil health specialist with the Illinois Sustainable Ag Partnership to help put this on. And so this is one thing that I'm really looking forward to. So like Jennifer said, we have a ton of projects and it's hard to pick one um, because they are so, they're all diverse as well. But I would say currently, just as we're in the growing season, so it's especially exciting right now. I work closely with Jim Eiserman and the PCM team on a five-year transition program, and so we have farmers in comparison field trials where essentially we're looking at um, soil health systems and what that transition looks like over five years on one field. So splitting a field 50-50, continuing traditional practices on one side, more of the conventional practices, and then doing either a no-till or a no-till cover crop approach on the other side and really diving into the economics, uh, but more exciting for me, the agronomics and really getting to see the, uh, just from what, you know, Soil health systems take a long time to really adopt, but there are some immediate changes that can be challenging and also very positive. And so things like the beneficial insects, the weed control, soil structure, and then all the other things that come along with it, like the beans look a little differently, the corn looks a little different. Just making small comparisons on, on those plots is really exciting to see and track. And I take thousands of pictures and get to share those with the farmers and really nitpick everything within that system. And it's really fun to follow it throughout the years. And Jim Eiserman and myself have worked on some of those plots for mm, probably we're up on our third to fourth year on some of the plots that we have. And so we're really getting to a good point on some of those fields of getting to see a lot of the positive benefits of the systems as we're, you know, as each spring brings different challenges, like the wet spring this year that really delayed us. So that's been one of the most exciting things for me. And because our team is so involved in the promotion of research and soybean management um, education, it's really helping to help educate around, you know, do I need to be, should I be changing my planting depth? Should I be looking at my herbicide program? You know, what are some of those educational pieces that we can bring to light within these trials that will help farmers across the state adapt efficiently within their first years of cover crop or no-till adoption, then having to overcome a lot of the challenges that other farmers have encountered and that we can learn from at this point. So, that's been really exciting for me to work on those plots and to get outside and on the field and um, continue on tracking those throughout the year. My favorite project right now is the Illsoy Advisor Project. The first thing we have going on during the summer is our Soy Envoy program. 
And that is a group of six agronomists, crop advisors, they could be extension professionals, plant breeders, you know, anybody that's going to be influencing how a grower farms. And they, uh, we all meet once a month, talk about what everyone's seeing around the state. And then they also write blogs for us. This group this year has been really collaborative with each other. They're helping each other with um, crop scouting and crop reporting for their different organizations. They're collaborating on field days. And it's really cool to see them learn from each other and be able to kind of learn from them as well. And some other things we're going to have on Ilsoy Advisor this summer are some research videos and we'll see more of those next year. And so just in the last couple of weeks was able to go meet up with Andrew Marganot from U of I. He's a really excellent soil scientist at U of I and his graduate students and record their work in the field, get to know the students and, you know, really help them communicate the value of their research to growers. We're going to be focusing on that a lot more next year and really happy we were able to, to kick that off this summer. I guess my last question really for you guys is what advice would you give to someone who's just kind of starting out in your field? Just do everything, like any opportunity that comes your way, even if you think it's like tangential to what you're doing. Um, you know, I never realized, I didn't like go into science knowing I would go into farming, but, you know, being open to an internship at the USDA kind of set me on this path. So really just keep an open mind and, and your career will lead you where it needs to go. So, uh, you know, it's great to have goals and, but also just really be open to, to different twists and turns because you never really know where you're going to end up and who you're going to be able to work with. Yeah, I definitely agree with Megan. And like, just going off of that, I would say when I was in college and trying to figure out where I was going in agriculture, you know, just even finding out what I didn't want to do and taking every opportunity that came my way and figuring out, you know, did I want to be sitting in a field cutting cereal rye with scissors and <laughs> drying and grinding and doing that whole tedious process forever? No, but it was really great now that I can have that, I had that experience to know how C to N ratios work and how aggregate stability is measured um, because I did thousands of samples. <laughs> and so really you really got to just get dirty. You got to get out in the field working. I would say if you're in college now, um, try to get into the labs because you really learn a lot that brings light into what a lot of, I mean, I, it comes from doing practices if you're going into retail or it goes into things on the policy side. So I would say definitely take college as the opportunity to learn a lot of how things are measured and, and done and wasn't a fan of my chemistry classes, but it really helped me a lot um, when I'm talking to farmers about herbicide programs and things like that. So definitely take the opportunity to learn what you don't want to do and definitely learn from those experiences to learn the whole cycle of agriculture and how it all fits together and get those experiences and it definitely helps you in other areas of your career. Yeah, and I would just echo, I mean, a lot of what Megan and Abigail said as well, and just taking time when you're in college or early career to really network um, with people. So, you know, we've talked about networks on this call already, that it's just so important to talk with people, to learn about their experiences, to understand their knowledge base in order for you to grow your own knowledge base, being able to just learn from each other is so important. And so when you're in college, you have the opportunity to talk with your fellow classmates who are maybe learning something different from you in other classes and um, exploring their own internships and experiences. And so really 
getting to know each other then will be so beneficial moving forward because you can rely on those friendships and um, networks that you created at the time as you're moving into your career. And then early career networking is just so important as well, um, just to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to interact with others um, because those friendships that are established can go on um, and follow you through your whole career and just open doors that you never would have thought would have been possible on your own. So um, it's just really important to do that. And, you know, that's kind of how I ended up here at ISA actually was knowing Abigail in our previous roles. And so um, it's just super important and you never know where that'll lead you. I love that. And I think that that's good advice, no matter what industry you're in, is to have goals and work hard, but also be open to um, what opportunities open up along the way. For each of you, what is what is your wish for ISA? What is your, your big hope for the future of the Illinois Soybean Association? I just hope, you know, the agronomy team can bring value to the 43,000 soybean farmers in the state of Illinois, whether it's us helping them directly on their farm or, you know, helping train their ag retailer or their agronomist to make sure they're getting the best advice they need and, and, you know, funding research based on the questions they have. Yeah, I would say, you know, just a wish for ISA for the agronomy team to just continue to advance soybean management systems to protect protect our soil productivity and water quality. You know, we're here to support soybean farmers um, and sustained performance is key to a farm success. And we're here to help find those practices that are moving the needle to help protect and build a healthy production system. And so I hope farmers really utilize us and will always see us as the advocates for them and a tool in their toolbox to just keep their farms sustainable, to keep address. There's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be something different on the horizon that we're going to have to tackle and we're on their team and just to support in any way possible. And so um, I would say as we address pest control concerns to nutrient management needs to climate change, we're really here for the farmers and we always will be. I think it's so fantastic just the just the relationships that you guys are building with Illinois farmers and the farmer centric mentality that you bring to the job. Um, I love the fact that you three on any given day are out in the field with, you know, the farmers that we serve. And I think that's really special. And I think, you know, just hearing you guys talk about what you're excited for next um, with our farmer audience, um, I would think anybody listening who is a checkoff payer and represented here by the Illinois Soybean Association would feel very confident in their agronomic investments of the checkoff um, due to the three, what you three are doing out in the field. It's really, really fantastic and incredible. And I know we're all really proud of you guys and what you're building. And we're so excited to be a, a part of that journey. So it's been really fun. Um, for me personally, I have a very serious question to ask you three. I need to know if the agronomy team is team chunky or smooth peanut butter. <laughs> we had a discussion about this. I think we're team smooth. We are. That red cap jip all the way. <laughs> you guys are team smooth. I think we should get t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of By Association. Thank you to our guests, Abigail Peterson, Megan Miller, and Jennifer Jones. 
Please follow along on the Illinois Soybean Association social media pages to stay up to date on everything we're doing to support the 43,000 soybean farmers we have here in Illinois. We'll look forward to seeing you the next time. 